the realest real estate podcast out. You are now listening to the Rhythm of Real Estate Podcast with your host, DeAndre Levarity. Jeez, this guy's really into real estate. Real estate, huh? What do you think about the market, huh? Well, if you look at the absorption rate, you compare that to the year of year in emerging markets, and then compare that to the economic indicators such as job growth, you'll get a real clear picture. Jeez, this guy's really into real estate. And of course, I'm trying to stay calm, but I have this guy in my face. His arms are flaring. His eyes are bulging. You can see the veins in his neck. He's talking so hard. And he seemed so passionate, so I had so much compassion for what he was experiencing. But I could tell that he knew nothing when it comes to real estate. He was talking about how if you're you know, just starting out in your career or if you don't have much money, Real estate is not for you. In fact, he said that real estate is only for the top 1%, that it's a gimmick, a game, trying to trick people into wasting money and time. And I looked at him. I had to step back, and I looked him in his face. And the only thing I could say to this guy was, it seems to me like you're looking for opportunity in all the wrong places. Now, of course, I could empathize with this guy. I mean, to be honest, when I started my career in real estate, I was looking for opportunities in all the wrong places, too. And it really did feel like if you didn't have a starter kit, if you didn't have some trust fund money, there was really no way of getting into the business until I got informed. And I realized that this world is full of opportunity for those who choose to find it. We live in an abundant world with abundant amount of opportunities, but the thing is you have to be able to identify an actual opportunity from something that's going to keep you busy. And the only way to do that is to have the information, have the data, and have the time to really sit down and analyze it so that you can make great decisions. Now, in today's market, of course, there are some wonderful opportunities. There have been opportunities in every market, up markets and down markets. It's just knowing where to look. Now, what people need to realize about real estate investing is a business. It is a business. And every business exists for one fundamental reason, to solve the consumer's problem. And if you're not attempting to solve a problem or fill a void in your market, then I am sorry to tell you, but you are likely to be unsuccessful at anything you do when it comes to business. So with that said, I want to share with you all now some openings, some windows, some opportunities that exist in today's real estate market based on the data. The first thing we're going to do is talk about the indicators of the market. Now, job growth, we know from the job numbers that have been published that job growth is on the rise. That is a very positive number for the economy. It empowers and emboldens people to get out and spend money, which is great for investors. The other indicator that we can look at is the low inventory. Now, that low inventory... Um, suggest really based on the demographic numbers across the country that the country is underbuilt. We don't have the actual housing units that we need 
to sustain our growth as a population and even to maintain a healthy environment in our current situation. So that's an opportunity. There's also the amount of money that is actually being uh, supplied by private investors specifically looking for real estate opportunities. Now, get this. There are, according to some of the figures out there, $266 billion worth of private investment funds looking, chasing, salivating for a good real estate deal. Now, to be honest, that's an oversupply of both debt and equity, which means there's no shortage of of opportunities when it comes to real estate investing if you know what you're looking for. And that, my friends, is what I'm going to share with you right now. So first and foremost, we've been experiencing a great opportunity with the low interest rates over the last few years. And of course, they were set to go up and have not yet, but eventually they will go up and that will create an opportunity for some investors who have been either stacking cash or been patient with their cash to really take advantage of that rate increase. And what do I mean by that? Well, when rates increase, there are less buyers, affordability becomes weakened, and that creates an opportunity for uh, buyers to have more control in the sale, ultimately softening the prices. So you'll see prices come down, and for the people who are prepared to take advantage of that, there's a great chance to achieve a wonderful margin right there. Uh, now, this is also a good opportunity for people who are interested in real estate as an investment class, but not necessarily interested in the hands-on work of being a full-time investor. The opportunity really exists in lending. So when rates go up, you can always become a, a lender to people and help fund deals that will need additional cash because of the uh, changing environment within the market. So you can expect to have a lower internal interest rate, of course, uh, and that's the IRR, it's the average annual return uh, of the lifetime of the investment. So that may decrease, but there are many ways to uh, boost that up, uh, be more efficient with the, with the maintenance, be more efficient with the management, uh, cut maintenance costs, figure ways out to make the asset more optimized, and then obviously you'll see uh, higher returns. So looking forward to those rate increases. I don't want people to shy away from that. That's a great opportunity. Just be prepared to take advantage of it. There's another great opportunity I want to share with you in the millennial market. Did you know that there are 74 million millennials right now and home ownership rates are below the national average of 64% in the millennial market? That means that there are 74 million people who are now looking to buy homes in the market and according to the data, these people are not broke. I mean, on average, the 
average millennial household is bringing in $88,000 every year. And of course, that does not uh, indicate the situation or circumstance for everyone out there. This is just national averages. But it tells us a lot about buying potential and buying ability. Now, of course, that same group is bogged down by a lot of student loan debt. And hopefully we can address that in uh, Congress and even within the economy itself, helping people to earn more to pay that and get it over with. But regardless of the fact, there are at least 10 million buyers out there uh, based on the data that are looking for or looking forward to purchasing a home for the families. Um, and the great thing about that for investors is whether or not you are a buy and hold investor or you're a flipper, there's an opportunity within the millennial market specifically for you. And you can take advantage of that immediately. That's a market that's happening right now. Uh, so you, so millennials are going to push prices because there is really a strong desire for home ownership compared to past generations. I would say millennials are a bit behind. And by the way, there are more millennials right now out looking for homes in the market than there were baby boomers. So just keep that in mind. There is a ton of opportunity. Just got to figure out what the client wants. Remember, what is the problem that you're trying to solve? Figure that out and then go into the business because that is how you'll be successful. All right, there's another opportunity that I want to share with you, and that is the opportunity many people are not focused on, although you can start to see a lot of the larger corporations are way ahead of us when it comes to this section, and that is the secondary city investing. Well, secondary cities are a great investment because of the numbers specifically, I mean, they're already 300 basis points above top-tier cities when it comes to returns. And on top of that, you have a lot of potential for new building and property conversion. So there's a sweeping amount of people out there in the country who are really looking for a nice place to live and are willing to go a little further from the city in exchange for comfort. And they can do that nowadays, and they can do that nowadays because, well, most jobs are allowing people to work remotely or have flexible schedules, and that really creates an opportunity for the consumer to have more options of home or to have more housing options and to change the way they have to search for homes. So secondary cities are great. You can see companies like Amazon moving out of the uh, big expensive cities on the West and moving down into Texas and really uh, building up opportunities there um, over in D.C. and all these other cities where uh, people are now finding that you can really get a good bang for your buck and there's no reason to pay super premiums for cities that are already built up. That creates a phenomenal opportunity for people who are 
uh, getting started with a little less money or are looking to really maximize the returns, you can go into these smaller cities, usually 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes out from a major city, and create a lot, a lot of movement and activity with fractional amounts of money. So that's a really great opportunity. I hope that somebody out there takes advantage. That's a really great opportunity. I hope that somebody takes note and really gets involved. If you have any questions on that specifically, feel free, obviously, to reach out to me. I'm here for you. The last section of opportunity that I want to share with you right now is the fact that renting is becoming or has become more affordable in 59% of the United States. That's right. In more than half of the areas in this country, it makes sense to rent instead of buy. So obviously that is a great opportunity for people who are buying properties right now and fixing them up, intending to rent them. Your market is very strong. You have a lot of strong competition there, which is driving this market forward. Prices are still going up in the rental side of things. And as we see home prices continue to increase or affordability continue to decrease, we'll continue to see rents rise at two, three, four, and even five percent a year in certain markets. So again, very, very strong. Ultimately, what I'm saying is that real estate is not a magic trick. There's no quick way to decide what to do. You really have to find the problem that you want to solve and get in there and solve it. So perfect example, I was working with some developers a few years ago and they were putting together plans to put up a high rise. They actually broke ground, built the high rise. And uh, along the way, the market shifted just enough to where their model stopped making sense and selling the properties would become more difficult. And also, there was more of an upside to create more rental units. So rather than following through on the original plan to build this property as uh, individual condos and sell them, they switched models, creating an opportunity for maximizing their investment as a real estate rental property, luxury property. They did a really good job in that conversion. And well, the numbers are speaking for themselves. So being flexible in this market is very important. The best thing you can do for yourself is give yourself options. And that is what opportunity is all about. So the last thing I'm going to share with you today is the U.S. markets to watch. So we kind of talked about what to look for, and now I'm going to tell you where to look. And you should have all the information you need at that point to at least get started and finding great opportunities today. I told you that there's $266 billion in private money out there. I told you that we have low inventory underbuilt. I told you that job growth is making it so that, you know, your investment can be uh, somewhat secure in the sense that the market is not intending or is not projected to shift in any negative way for the owner of property anytime soon. 
So the last thing I want to share with you is where you can find these opportunities. And according to Price Waterhouse Cooper, they put out an emerging trends markets uh, report for 2019. They do this every year. And this year, they projected based on a lot of different factors, and we're going to get into this uh, in the future, we'll really break down this entire write-up. But for now, we're going to look at the U.S. markets to watch. The top 10 markets to watch in the U.S. are Dallas, Texas, New York, Brooklyn specifically, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. You have Orlando, Florida, Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Boston, Massachusetts, Denver, Colorado, Charlotte, North Carolina, and then Tampa, Florida, the St. Petersburg area. So these are really strong markets to look into, all for very different reasons, by the way. But take a look into see what's going on in these markets, and we'll dive into them eventually, and we'll dissect a few of them to get a real clear picture on what opportunities exist in what areas and why. So these are the top 10. I'll just go ahead and throw out the next 10 for you just so you can see uh, if you can create any patterns in your mind. Number 11 would be Atlanta, followed by Miami, then Salt Lake City, Los Angeles, Orange County, Seattle, Fort Lauderdale, Washington, D.C., Indianapolis, and then San Antonio. So these are the towns that a lot of opportunity is expected to be, and well, you know what to look for. Well, you know what to look for, you know where to look. I'll release you with that, and we'll connect very soon. But just remember, it's all about finding opportunities in the right places. And if you need me, I'm available. Shoot me an email, invest at current reg.com, deandrelevarity.com. I'm here to help. And as always, have a great one.